Hi, this is Viv, and you're listening to the 11th episode of Kazismi. Let's get to it. So as I promised, I am going back to all the suggested words that were written on different platforms or were sent to me directly on my Instagram page. And today the word is going to be gun. Now, there were so many options, so many suggestions that I could choose from. So it made things a lot more difficult because there were so many good suggestions, actually. But the other day I was watching this movie, musical actually, called Chicago, and in there, there was a scene that there was a lady. After being intimate with this other guy, the guy pushed her against the wall and she just lost it and got the gun and shot him. And at that very moment, I was like, wow, this is the first scene I've seen that the guy gets what he deserves right when he's done something wrong. So that's why I thought maybe this word would be something that I can come up with a beautiful story with. Because, you know... You can talk about domestic abuse so many times and people are not going to give you 100% the right. They're not going to 100% believe in your story. Uh, but once it is laid right in front of their eyes, they just have to. They have no other choices. Or right when it happens to them, then that's when they got no other choices. So let's get to it. I get asked pretty much every single time, once or twice every single week, why I'm still with him. Every time they come up with something that is wrong with him, or how I am out of his league, or any other excuses, tell me what is right for me. Right. Like other people definitely know what's better for me than me. Always infuriates me so much. The fact that they give themselves the right to come forward and voice their opinion. Like, hello, there's something called privacy. Do I come to your life and tell you that your husband is a fat ass and you need to stop being with him? No. So why don't you just leave me alone? But I don't do that because I'm the good girl. Have always been since day one. The one who always makes the parents happy. The one who always gets straight A's. The one that pretty much does anything to make them worry a little bit less. Because she doesn't want to see their anger. Not that this stopped them. Every now and then, the dark side would eventually come up and she would just go away. She had somewhere like a shelter made for herself so that she would hide there until it was all done. But the trace, the trace of it all was still there. Not on her, of course, but on the mother. I grew up 
thinking the bruises were normal. I grew up thinking that my responsibility is to try to do anything to keep the person calm so that the bruises won't start showing up on your hands and legs. And then you spend hours and hours trying to cover it with makeup. That's what I grew up watching. My mom would be sitting right in front of the mirror trying to cover those. Sometimes she even asked for my help. It was fun. Some quality bonding time of parent-daughter. The truth is he was not like this since day one. It was rainbows and unicorns when I found him. Well, when he found me. I was just sitting right there in a rail station waiting for my train and he just came and sat right next to me. He made me feel like I was not invisible. Probably that was the first time in a very long time that I felt like that. And then he asked me out for dinner. And of course I said yes because I was so deprived of love that anybody that would promise one bit of it to me, I would just run towards them and was ready to give them all that I had. Almost three months down the same path, we got married and we started our life. But then things started changing. At first, it was more of a jealousy kind, but you know, the type of jealousy that um, it makes you feel like he cares for you, that type. That's normal, right? At first, it was that. Then it got escalated very quickly. There was this one night that, um, well, I was working and a friend of mine gave me a ride home and he saw it. And when I got up, he locked the door. And the next morning, the marks were there. At first, I actually couldn't believe that this was happening to me as well. But... The first thing that my instinct said was to cover them up. Just like how we were doing it when I was a little kid. So I sat right in front of the mirror and started covering it up. Just like my mom telling to myself that he loves you and he cares for you so much. This is his way of protecting you. It was sweet. To have somebody to want you so much that wants to protect you from all the danger in the world. But I just couldn't understand why it had to be so painful all the time. My mom said that is the way love is. So I guess I was happy a little bit that he loved me. That was his testament right there. The marks that I was trying to hide. With my dad, this happened every now and then. But once my guy started, it happened a lot. I actually lost count. There was this other time that somebody called my phone. They got the number wrong, but it was a guy. And he heard the voice. And then next thing I remember, I was at the hospital. I couldn't move. My rib was broken, my leg 
like one of them it was fractured and also my hand was literally covered in bruises but he knew how to do it so my face looked always the same no one could have guessed the nurse that was taking care of me that very day she just asked me if i wanted for her to call the police i was very surprised but he's my partner why would you call the police on him she asked if i knew something about domestic violence and domestic abuse and how it was more common than what i thought i was very confused cuz wasn't that supposed to be love how did the name just change i said no thanked her and finally i recovered and got home when they when i was doing the laundry i found a gun it was in his drawer hidden under his dirty clothes i'm pretty sure he didn't want me to find it but it was just there he had told me a couple of times before that if he sees me flirt with one other guy he will end my life that was scary to be honest my dad never went that far i thought that was just a form of showing love but killing wouldn't that be too extreme i put it back very was because i didn't want no fuss i knew that if he finds out that i knew about it it would be the end of me i couldn't tell anybody i couldn't tell a soul about how he was treating me what would they think they probably would tell me that it was my fault or they would ask why i hadn't talked about it up until now The time it was different. I was actually afraid for my life. I mean, when he was beating me, he would just go crazy. There was no soul in his eyes. All I could see was anger. But then soon it would all go away and the kind him would come back. But lately it was all anger. On Christmas Eve after we spent some time with his family we got home he just said that he was tired that he wasn't feeling it I knew that look something definitely was wrong and I didn't want to go home but who would believe me all they saw was him being the gentleman the man of everyone's dream so we got home So we got home. Things just got out of hand. At this point, I don't really remember what the problem was, what I did or what I said, but I do remember there was something about him telling me that I had talked to a brother. I don't know. It was hard to actually hear something in between the punches that were thrown at me he would kill me if i would let him he would have killed me we started from right after closing the door and the physical salt got carried into the bedroom once i got to 
find out what's happening around me, I saw his hands around my neck strangling me. I was short of breath and I could not feel pain anymore. We were close to the drawer. So that was it. I wouldn't let him end it. I still needed to live. Took the gun with whatever force that I could. I had one shot, only one shot. My energy was running out. The oxygen was no longer there. Put all my focus in that one shot and then I was free. They say that it will take seven attempts to leave a domestic violence relationship. Seven times of them trying to leave, but then they convinced themselves to stay. Whether man or a woman, I just had this story from a woman's perspective because it would be easier for me, but seven times. And I remember the last time I was talking to just a random person, I'm not even going to call them a friend, about this. And the person just turned to me and asked, but why won't they leave? Well, there could be many different reasons for that. One would be the fear that they're just simply afraid of what will happen once they finish this. Or what can the person do to them? Or, as the story was, believing that abuse is actually normal, is a form of love. There's also a um, combination of embarrassment and shame and also low self-esteem. And how the person loves that person and thinks he's going to be okay next time. Or she's going to be okay next time. There's also... Billions of other reasons, like not having a supportive family, but all of this takes seven times for the person to just walk away to save their own lives. And don't get me wrong, the abuse can be verbal and it can be physical as well. It's not only physical because that's pretty much what a lot of us think. I am going to... Just name some of the examples of verbal abuse to just let some people know what it actually is. Some things like name calling. Um, this will be the easiest to recognize. Like when they go on saying that you're an idiot and then start calling you different kinds of names in whatever language you're talking. Or being condescending towards you all the time. When they try to manipulate you, telling you that, oh yeah, if you loved me, you wouldn't have said this or you wouldn't have done this. Constant criticism, um, threats, just like we had in the story saying, I will kill you, uh, blaming the person all the time and accusations as we had in the story and so many other things. Remember, whether it is a girl listening to this or a guy listening to this, um, domestic violence, verbal or physical abuse can happen to anyone. And I don't really think it's something that people go around and talk about it just to feel like, yeah, I'm so cool, you know? So if you find somebody who is 
confining in you somebody who wants to share the secret with you and they're really scared just believe in them and try to give them as much support as you can hopefully we will have less victims yeah that was it this was sad but those are stories stories are sad this was the 11th episode um i'm not really sure who suggested this word but you're out there listening to this you know it was you thank you for the suggestions you guys can find Cause It's Me on different podcast platforms, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the rest of them are out there. I'm not really sure what is happening with Google Podcasts, but we're working on it. Hopefully that will go back to normal as well. Also, if you love this podcast and you enjoy it, you can support it with the links that are provided for you down below. If you're from Iran, we have the link Hamibush. And if you are from anywhere all around the world, we got the PayPal link down below. Just click on it. And that's how the crowdfunding is done. I am extremely grateful for all the people out there who's been supporting this podcast because it's me up until now and... You guys can find me on different social platforms with the ID Vivian Vivid. All the links are provided down below in the description. And you will get Cause It's Me on Wednesdays. I'm not sure if it's going to continue to be every Wednesday. But on Wednesdays, you will receive the new episodes at 5 my time. Which is the time that you have the podcast right now. That, I guess, is pretty much it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always supporting. This is Viv and you were listening to the 11th episode of Cause It's Me. Until next time, bye-bye.